was an exciting 2022 NFL season and we just finished off with the NFL honors who was the MVP who was the defensive player of the year the offensive player of the year and overall who had a great season in football welcome back to Sid's sports session it's been a long time coming and we'll also discuss the first half of the NBA season Who's on the top of the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference going into All-Star Weekend in Utah? Now, straight out the gate, I do want to say that the MVP award did come down to the last few weeks of the NFL season. A lot of people early on had Jalen Hurts as their MVP, and then he took an injury towards the end of the season, which hurt him a little bit. Some people had Joe Burrow going through the playoffs, um, but most people all along, which it showed in the voting, had Patrick Mahomes as this year's MVP. So this is his second time winning the MVP going into the playoffs. Um, Looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in the Super Bowl, but he did lead his team through a tough season with a week, um, I would say a week or receiving corp compared to past years and a decent run offense and a pretty good defense overall. Um, But he had to step up a little bit more and he's going to have to step up going forward in this Super Bowl because he is a little hurt. So hopefully the two weeks will help him. But uh, just throughout the season, I know they were top two offense pretty much most of the year, even without Tyreek Hill. So um, they do have some momentum going into the big game. Um, But I did want to give Patrick Mahomes that shout out for being a two-time MVP of the NFL. Uh, The comeback player of the year was Geno Smith with the Seahawks. What he did was amazing, getting those 30 touchdowns when a lot of people didn't even expect him to start. Um, But when they traded Russell Wilson away, of course, that opened up the door for him. Coach of the year came out of New York with the Giants. Brian Dable, his first year, he took him to the playoffs. First time since 2016. So that was amazing to see Saquon and Danny Dimes and uh, that receiving corp kind of come together with that offense and actually uh, make it to the playoffs in a tough division with the Eagles, um, who, of course, beat them and are now playing in the Super Bowl. Um, The Offensive Player of the Year was, of course, Justin Jefferson. He had an amazing year, breaking all type of records since he came in the league, actually. Um, That man's amazing. He almost had 2,000 yards as a receiver. Um, But a lot of people had him as an MVP candidate, but uh, he ended up being the AP Offensive Player of the Year. And then on the defensive side, that Player of the Year was Nick Bosa. He led the league with sacks uh, in that tough, tough 49ers defense. Um, Of course, they had a tough outing with uh, the Eagles last week, but um, they'll be back next year, and I'm sure he'll be dominant as long as he can stay healthy. Um, The Offensive Rookie of the Year, with the Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson. This was actually a shocker for me. I thought maybe they would give it to a quarterback, but um, to see him and the Jets cornerback Sauce Gardner, of course, win the defensive rookie of the year, it was amazing to see them both come from. And then we had a really, really, really strong Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023 announced. We had the legendary Rondé Barber that played for the Tampa Bay Bucks and won that championship early on and we had Darrell Revis with the Jets 
he had his own island up there in New York, and it wasn't many people that was scoring on him at one time. Then we had Joe Thomas, the dominant offensive lineman for the Cleveland Browns. Zach Thomas, dominant for the Dolphins all those years. DeMarcus Ware with the Cowboys and the Broncos winning championship with the Broncos. Don Coriel, the coach that a lot of people respected in the league. And then Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, and Ken Riley, the cornerback. Um, so a really strong class, cornerback, defense heavy. Uh, but I was very impressed with the um, Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 2023. I was surprised to not see, you know, more receivers in there. But uh, all in all, I can't really complain with this list. And now on to the NBA season. The 2022 to 23 year season has been amazing so far. Um, there's been a few shockers, a lot of trades going into the trade deadline and the All-Star weekend, um, the first half. It starts usually in October, and All-Star weekend usually starts around February. This year it's February 19th. So I'm just going to cap the first half of the season. Um, right now in the East, we have the Celtics at one, the Bucks at two. 76ers, of course, have been tough all year. They're in that three spot currently. As of February with the Cavs at four, the Brooklyn Nets, of course, they had a horrible week with the, the trades um, of Kevin Durant leaving and Kyrie Irving, but they're still at the five spot with the Heat at six. Look for them to make a move here soon. And then the Knicks picked up a person or two here with Josh Hart. That was a nice move to get him back with his college teammate there and Brucen. And then the Hawks at finish out at eight with the Bulls and the Raptors looking in. Um, on the playoff chase. Um, but not really much of a shock here other than the actual conference did get weak closer to the trade deadline just because some big-name players did leave. Um, but I do see the 76ers or the Bucks finishing out at the top here. Um, they've been kind of lingering around that one spot all year. I know the Celtics have it now, but the Celtics, um, I'm sure they'll be a top-three team in the East, um, but something tells me um, they won't finish at the one spot. Um, they literally have a one-game lead right now over the Bucks, two two to three-game lead over the 76ers. And don't sleep on the Cavs. They have a pretty strong roster also. And then to the Western Conference, um, there's been a few shockers here. Of course, the Lakers are not in the playoff contention right now. Um, they've made a few moves here at the deadline. But you got the Nuggets, of course, with Jokic um, there at one. Grizzlies have been strong all year defensively and offensively at two. Um, I know they've got into it with a lot of teams. Um, they like to talk a lot of stuff, play very physical. You got the Kings surprisingly at three. No one's seen them uh, being a top five team in the West, which is a tough conference. Um, but they are there. They're still lingering in the top three. But I do think they will drop the Mavericks at four with Kyrie now after the trade deadline. I do think they will move up, possibly. Clippers are at five. I look for them to maybe make one more move. They did pick up a few key players along the way this year, and they have been in the top five pretty much all year. The Suns, of course, are going to move up with Kevin Durant now being traded there. And uh, I look for him and Devin Booker to put in a lot of work this second half of the year going into the playoffs after All-Star break in Utah. 
Um, number seven, the Pelicans. They've been looking really good. C.J. McCollum. Uh, Zion needs to get healthy, and then I think they may be able to fight for a playoff spot. But if Zion doesn't come back healthy, then I don't see him going too far, even though Brandon Ingram did come back and put up 30 within his first two games. But um, they're going to have to have some more help from Zion and that bench. And then the Timberwolves just traded half the team away, it feels like, and um, they're finishing out at eight with Golden State at nine. Now, you do have to keep an eye on Golden State and the Trailblazers looking in. I know Steph Curry took a little injury there, but I do think he'll be back in the next few weeks. So I do look for them to finish out in the top eight. The Lakers, uh, they're pretty low right now. They'll have to go on a win streak to even have a chance at the playoffs, at least a 10-game win streak um, on the second half of the year. But all in all, it's been a pretty amazing season. Like I said, the trade deadline has been crazy. A lot of key players are on different teams. The power has kind of shifted in both conferences. And I look forward to All-Star Weekend in Utah. And the captains for the All-Star Game in Utah on the east side of things will be LeBron James, of course. Seems like he's always one of the captains. And then on the east side of things, um, we have Giannis. Um, he's going to be the first-time captain there. Um, and they're doing it a little different this year. Um, they're actually going to pick their players right before the game, which is interesting. It's kind of more of a pickup feel to it. But um, the Western All-Stars, of course, we had Luka Doncic there, averaging 33 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds on the season, just the under 9. Uh, LeBron James, of course, averaging 30 points at 38 years old. Um, and then we had John Morant. Averaging 27 points, 8 assists, and 5 rebounds. And then we have the Joker in Denver. Of course, he's averaging just under 25 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. And then some of the reserves, we have Steph Curry, of course, there, averaging 29 points. Zion's, he's hurt, but he still made the All-Star team with 26 points on the year averaging. Then we got Anthony Edwards. Averaging 24, De'Arian Fox with the surprise Sacramento Kings team, Paul George with the Clippers, um, Jaron Jackson, first-time All-Star with Memphis was big to see, Damian Lillard, seven-time All-Star out of Portland, and then a couple key players along the way there on the strong Western Conference uh, team this year, and then on the East conference of course Giannis there as the captain Joel Embiid as the starting center Kyrie Irving Donovan Mitchell Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics and then the new Suns member Kevin Durant with his 13th time all-star Bam uh, for the Heat is there Jalen Brown with the Celtics DeMar DeRozan out of Chicago and then Drew Holiday Julius Randle and a lot of other little key role players there um, on the Eastern Conference side of things. But I think it'll be a pretty competitive game. Uh, hopefully it's not just a lot of uh, offense and no defense. Hopefully they actually play a little defense. There is a lot of defensive players in this game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who wins between Team Giannis and Team LeBron. And I do want to give a shout-out to LeBron for becoming an all-time scorer of the NBA uh, just passing Kareem with 38,000 plus points. That was amazing to see him do that in Oklahoma City. 
Um, but I'm sure he'll hit 40,000 before he's all said and done. So all respect to him, the king. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 30 of Sid Sports Session. I know we took a little break away, but we're here back live in action. You can actually tune in to the next episode dropping here in a few days. That'll be episode 31. But thank you guys for tuning in. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Thank you.